a shadowy hallway lit by nothing more than the occasional flashing red light from emergency lights overhead. A pale blue glow flashing in and out of existence at random, coming in through the small portholes that line the wall. The shadowy crevices of darkness where nothing can pierce into. Silence. Then a heavy clank, the sound of a heavy boot, and two figures appear wearing rudimentary spacesuits. Well, rudimentary by forge standards at the very least. These bulky, overweight suits with their magnetic soles activated, clanking from step to step through the dark interior of the ship. As the larger of the two shapes reaches towards the ladder with his hand, grasping a hold and undoing the magnetic soles of the boots so he can hand over hand, rung by rung, pull himself up the ladder. The smaller of the two, watching him ascend the ladder, doesn't see from behind her this nearly translucent but still with a slight hue of shape and form, this long tendril coming out of one of the corners of the ship, the eck where the darkness is absolute, as it reaches out towards her and begins slowly to wrap around her leg. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll, the solo role-playing podcast, where I, your host, player, and GM, Hero Cities, play role-playing games for your listening pleasure. We are currently playing Iron Sworn Starforge, where we are following the story of Nikora Sokolov, the scavenger with the heart of gold. It's hard to believe we're already on episode 18 of our story following Nikora, and just let me apologize before even getting started that if you hear any background noise, I have a directional mic, so I don't think it's going to pick it up, but next door... The neighbors have a landscaping company working to put in trees and lay down sod. So if you potentially hear any background noises, that would be why. However, before we begin our session, let's have a recap of what happened with the story so far. So Nikora and Petra, the miner slash we now know Noble, who he found aboard the Prosperity Space Station, where Nikora was attempting to find what we now know is Subject Alpha, who is a computer brain interfaced AI, and return that memory core from this unit to Creed, who we have not really seen yet on screen. However, upon returning back to the second chance, which is Nikora's ship, both Nikora and Petra had a difficult situation between the two of them, where Petra was apparently attempting to try and blow up Subject Alpha because of her family's, I don't know if it's experience or background or we don't know exactly what it is yet that they've had with the AI, which caused the cataclysm, which caused humanity to move from wherever the origin of humans are to the forge itself. In order for her to stand down, Nikora had to swear an iron vow to Petra that they would try and return Subject Alpha to her family so they can pass judgment on the AI itself. Whether or not it was involved in the cataclysm or not is currently unknown. So last episode, Nikora and Petra arrived at this furnace planet called Effigy, where they discover that the planet is enshrouded in this strange crackling blue energy. Now, we haven't really seen a lot that has to do with this strange energy yet, but 
it's kind of not uncommonly known that these are some strange energies within the forge that twists life, that changes the way things interact in the normal world. It's also known, not related to Warhammer or anything like that, it's known as uh, like chaos energy. Not capital C, like chaos in 40k, but lowercase c, like chaotic, twisting energies. And some people within the forge even believe that these twistings of energy are caused by the use of the Elodian drive. That whenever these drives are used to tear holes into space... It unstabilizes the fabric of reality a little bit more. And specifically, these tears in reality happen during the exodus with these experimental FTL drives, which are different than the ones that we currently use, the E-drives we currently use in the Forge. During a series of rather disappointing rolls last episode, we ended up adrift in space with no power, after flying through one of these arcs of electrical energy that sapped all of the power out of the ship. And Nakora and Petra had a limited amount of time to get downstairs to where the spacesuits are located, donned them, and as they were doing so, this strange translucent being, almost jellyfish-like but with two tendrils dangling below it, appears to have somehow gotten aboard the second chance and was reaching out for Petra as she just noticed it out of the corner of her eye before it vanished. This also ties into our begin a session roll where I rolled in 83. Peril lurks ahead or lurks just out of view because as Petra turned to see this creature that was reaching out for her, it vanished from sight. So with that out of the way, let's get into it. So things right now for Nikora and the Second Chance are pretty dire. The only thing we have going for us is that our current momentum is at an 8 after doing our recap. Our health, 2. Spirit, 4. Supply, 0. So we are currently underprepared as far as that's concerned. And the Second Chance itself suffered some damage last episode. So it's now at 4 out of 5 hull strength. Overall, things are not going great. But Petra, having turned around and seen this creature disappear behind her, calms over the inner suit communicators. Nakora, I don't think we're alone here. Nakora, who's now drifted halfway up this ladder, hand over hand, rung over rung, freezes. What do you mean, Petra, we're not alone? What could possibly be on this ship with us? Seems to me like chance is offline and there's nobody else here but the two of us. Petra doesn't respond. As she's looking around for this strange thing she saw out of the corner of her eye. Now, is she armed? I think it's very unlikely. 42, she is not currently armed. Now, they're down on the lowest level of the ship, which connects into the box out one side and a forward-facing airlock out the other side so one can enter and exit the ship. Even when there's a uh, box attached out the backward-facing I guess it would be an airlock that probably connects to the box. That way, if you're hauling an empty ship, there's still a way to keep the whole air th- the whole thing from depressurizing. So it's, I think it's a relatively small space, and I would imagine Nakora being who he is, there's lots of random crap littered around in the area. Now, is any of it usable as some form of weapon for Petra? I have no idea, so we'll call it 50-50. Is there a weapon? 10. That is... An extreme yes. 
So not only is there something she can use as a weapon, but a real weapon itself. I don't think it's like a gun or a sword or a knife or anything like that, but some sort of tool that Nikora uses to help him on salvage missions. I think it's a uh, cutting torch of some kind, but if you tweak the settings just right, it can produce like a meter long or like three foot long flame or something out the end. And it has uh, these this tank mounted backpack that works over the top of a spacesuit, so you can use it while functionally wandering around. I think it's a construction tool primarily, but Nikora has one in order to assist him with dismantling and scavenging equipment while out in the field. So Petra, scanning around the room with her shoulder-mounted light, spies this cutting torch. Big too, I think. Like you can use it one-handed, but it's kind of designed for like industrial ship-sized cutting. So it's primarily used two-handed with this hose that runs off of it to this very like aliens-esque, aesthetic-esque, like chunky back fuel tank backpack. She makes her way over to and slides this thing on. Now, what does this thing do? We already rolled up that it is hunting for energy. Does this energy it hunts for include the brain's neural connections firing? Does that include energy? Can this thing get substance from humans? Is it hunting them? I think it's unlikely, honestly. I think this thing more targets energy. These things probably feed off of this energy swarm or energy storm that's around the planet Effigy. So I think it's unlikely. We got a 14, so yes, this thing can feed off of humans, and I think it only makes sense that it feeds off, like, the neurological activity in humans. Therefore, I don't think its goal is necessarily to kill them, but it, I think it, when it makes an attack, it's going to, and it, you know, it's successful, it functionally tries to incapacitate its prey and then feed and drain away the these neurological connections uh, these these little tiny sparks of neurological energy inside of humans themselves however i think it definitely also feeds off like ship energy or like you know even the little shoulder mounted flashlights they have so we're going to start off by entering the fray when you initiate combat or are forced into a flight envision your objective and give it a rank i think these things are going to be formidable which means it's going to take quite a bit to subdue this thing though i do think it's possible to drive it away actually i'm not sure if these things are beings purely motivated by need like an animal like a simple animal or if they can actually think process thought and can like have this desire or natural instinct to flee but we'll come we'll come back to that regardless i think this is a very dangerous situation they're in so as we enter the fray i think it's going to be caught in a trap because they're looking around scanning the room this thing can go completely translucent and it's already kind of singled out petra as its target because nakora reactivates the gravity on his boots comes back down the ladder we will roll plus wits there's no outright getting bonuses in combat from just having petra around but i think that due to her training as a noble she has a decent amount of combat training so we'll take the plus one from her with our three brings us up to a plus four we rolled triple fours so on a doubles and a strong hit we go into this well and since we used one of petra's attributes to give us a bonus that brings us up to a plus nine momentum now on a strong hit take both 
we are take plus two momentum and we are in control. So that does max out our momentum at plus 10, which is fantastic. And we are in control. So this thing, this strange translucent flickering jellyfish thing is caught unaware on its own trap. Tendril of translucent energy snaking along the floor of this dark spookily lit section of the spaceship towards Petra's leg as she's scanning around looking throughout the hold and just as this tendril starts to creep up towards her she she spins around and seeing this thing unleashes a gout of flame from the cutting torch she has in her hand so this is going to be a strike when you are in control and assault a foe at close quarters uh, we're attacking at a distance so it's plus edge so since Petra has training, I don't think she has training in distance weapons, actually. I think the nobles in this world focus mainly on, like, hand-to-hand -hand combat due to personal energy shields and, and kind of like Dooney-inspired stuff. So she's not going to give us a bonus when we attack at a distance. Actually, just giving over a quick read of combat range. Says at a brutally close distance, you use close quarters plus iron. So I do think that uh, melee weapons specifically is what Petra is trained for. So we still don't get her bonus, but this is going to be plus iron, not plus edge, which is actually worse for us with a plus one. We rolled a three on our action dice, so four against a seven and a 10. So that would be a miss, which we do not want. So we are going to burn our momentum early here on the strike with 10 momentum. We can at least turn it into a weak hit. Fortunately, Due to the 10 we rolled on the other challenge dice, you do have to exceed that number with your momentum, not just meet it. So that would be a weak hit, mark progress twice, but you expose yourself. You are in a bad spot. Actually, since we were unprepared, which was marked, uh, we should have only had a plus 9 momentum, which still would have allowed us to beat that plus 7. However, with burning that momentum, we only go back to a plus 1 instead of a plus 2. Luckily, with having success, we are able to mark progress twice, which on a formidable challenge allows us to fill in two boxes. It's Petra with this industrial flamethrower, not flamethrower, but cutting torch, spins around and sees this tendril reaching up for her. Her eyes go wide through the suit's face piece, and she lets out this blast of fire, this cutting torch out towards the tendril, sweeps it across, and then the thing just vanishes from sight as the flame licks across it, and the force of this heat and blast itself, unexpectedly for Petra, kind of shoves her off balance, and as this thing disappears from sight again, Nikor comes clanking back down onto the floor, and looking at the now slightly torched interior of his ship, says over the comms, be careful with that thing, Petra, you'll put a hole in the hall and we'll both be spaced. She just kind of still scanning around looking for this thing. What the hell is that thing, Nakora? I've never seen anything like it. Nakora just drawing his shotgun in one hand, in a big gloved hand, scanning around looking for this thing. However, it now knows it's facing aggressive hostiles and... The thing has vanished from sight again. Out of the darkness, this time from up above near the ceiling, two tendrils come down towards the shoulder-mounted light that's on Nakora's shoulder and will roll a clash with iron due to close corridors. Plus one. We rolled a six 
on our action dice, so a 7, and with an 8 and a 1 on our challenge dice for a weak hit. On a weak hit, mark progress, but you are dealt a counter blow or a setback. You stay in a bad spot and pay the price. That does bring our encounter up to 3, and uh, so these tendrils come down towards Nikora's shoulder-mounted light, and he's still scanning around, looking down in the darkness, and all of a sudden... These these tendril one of these tendrils latches onto Nakora's light, which suddenly goes blank. It goes completely dark, and Nakora in the darkness is taken aback. But the flickering light from the end of Petra's uh, cutting torch provides just enough illumination. And as this other tendril comes down and starts to snake around Nakora's torso, sees it and just starts blind firing up above him with one shot from Stubbs, his little short barrel pistol gripped shotgun. And much like before, as this thing gets pierced by the shrapnel from Stubbs, which if you remember, basically uses a chunk of metal and sends shavings off of these chunks of metal out it's kind of like a flechette round but a little different because they're like these razor sharp little spikes and thing just once again vanishes out but not before doing some damage to nikora's light on his shoulder so pay the price i think this is going to be a simple stress as it's now plunged into darkness and blind firing with the flash muzzle flash going off and doing more damage to the interior of his ship that brings our spirit down to three there's no sign of any blood from this creature, no sign of any damage being done to it. Cora looks towards Petra, who is still looking around with her her light on her spacesuit, still active, and a little bit of light from the end of the cutting torch she's carrying. I don't know if we're doing anything to this thing. What the hell is it? Some sort of ghost? She shoots him a quick look. Nakora, a ghost? Are you fucking serious? It's like, what else could it be? It disappears and coming out of nowhere. How did it get on my ship? She doesn't have an answer, but the two of them slowly start to back towards each other. The chorus says, all right, back to back. That way, hopefully it can't ambush us like it has been. So back to back, the two of them, Nakora and Petra, are attempting to increase their chances of seeing this thing and fighting against it. I think we're going to roll a react under fire, as in we are getting back into position and just trying to increase our chances of being successful against this thing. So we're going to roll plus edge. And in this case, we will take Petra's plus one. So edge for us is a two. So this will be a plus three. Success. We got a six on our action dice, which is a nine. Uh, yeah, nine. And we rolled a five and a one. So we got a strong hit. So you succeed and take control plus one momentum. We also got the plus one momentum from Petra, which brings us up to a plus three. And we are back in control. So Petra and Nikora back to back with Petra's light really being the only decent source of illumination back down here. And of course, squinting off into the darkness. Once again, this thing comes out of this true translucent state reaching out this time from below. When you're in control and assault a foe, roll. This case, they see it coming from a ways away. I think the thing has now retreated into the corner and Nikora spies it as one of these dull red lights are flashing and the thing is reaching up a flickering now tendril towards it in an attempt to gain a little more energy. We will roll plus edge. We don't get any help. We roll a two and on our act, our uh, challenge dice, we have a 10 and a three. Two plus two is four, weak hit. On a weak hit, you mark progress twice, but expose yourself to danger. We are back in a bad spot. That does, however, bring our progress tracker up to five. So Nikora, spying this 
thing off in the corner, reaching up for one of these lights, sees it and lowers down his shotgun, takes a blast, a couple different blasts at this thing. Petra also turns with her light, seeing the body of this thing, which is this kind of round, bulbous, flickering, jellyfish-like creature. And Nakora lowers his gun and takes two shots at the thing, this time ripping through the body, which flickers angrily and goes back out of sight. However, Nakora, in his excitement, runs over to where it had disappeared from in an attempt to see where it had dropped down behind some boxes that are stacked in the corner and gets ambushed by this thing, which had not moved, but instead had just gone invisible. Where Petra, back where she still is, is attempting to get a line around Nakora, but she can't fire a flamethrower with Nakora in front of her. So this is going to be a clash at close corridors. So with clash, we're plus iron because it's attacking at close range. We rolled a 5 and a 9 on our challenge dice and a 5 on our action dice. So a 6, which is a weak hit. On a weak hit, mark progress, but are dealt a counter blow or setback. Bad spot, pay price. So that brings us up to 6 on our tracker. And this time, as Nakora comes, well, as fast as you can with magnetic grab boots clonking away across the hall, comes around the corner of these boxes and lowers his gun and scans around in the darkness. And all of a sudden, from Petra's angle, we see this tendril of energy come down and wrap itself around Nakora's torso. And Nakora freezes, unable to move. I think this thing primarily attacks spirit, sucking the energy out of you. And it's going to be two spirit for Nakora. We endure two stress because this seems pretty serious to me. That brings our spirit down to one. I do think we are going to attempt to resist this. When you face mental strain, shock, or despair, in this case mental strain is it's sucking away at his energy, we can roll plus spirit or heart. For us, it's one. Ooh, this is dangerous. Okay. We just got so lucky. We rolled a triple one. So that allows us to regain plus one more of our spirit. So we only lost one, which puts us at two. And... Since we're in a fight, we take control. So this thing, this tendril coming down from the ceiling where this thing has squished itself up against, wraps around Nakora, who sort of freezes and kind of starts to go limp. And he suddenly uh, lets out a shriek of anger and thrusts this thing off him, pulls the tendril off from around him, and puts his gun straight up into the beastie and takes a shot. So now that we are back in control, we roll a strike. And since we are at extreme close range, it is with iron. We don't get any bonuses or anything. This is just a straight iron roll. We got a five on our action dice and a two and a one on our challenge dice for a strong hit. On a strong hit, mark progress twice. Stay in control. That gives us eight boxes filled on our combat tracker. Keeps us in control. So Nakora, as he functionally by force of willpower, wrenches this thing's tentacle off him. He grab, tries to grab this translucent tentacle, or tendril, which is basically like trying to grab jello. Squishes it in, takes his shotgun, pulls out this tentacle, and shoots it at the base of the tentacle, ripping this tentacle clear off the creature, which is now wallowing around in plain view, flickering in and out like lightning or electricity, this flickering in and out of existence and of visibility. We will take decisive action. When you seize an objective in flight, in fight, envision how you take decisive action, then roll the challenge dice and compare it to your progress. Our progress is eight. We cannot use momentum on this roll. 
let's see what happens. Six and a five, strong hit. Strong hit, you prevail, plus one momentum. So we have defeated the jellyfish tentacle monster. So Nakora, having shot off this tentacle, the thing attempts to flee, and it flees towards the edge of the room, kind of flickering in and out of existence. Petra lowers this flamethrower at it, adjusts the flame for being as wide as possible, and unleashes this gout flame at this creature, just a couple of feet long, right into the middle of it, and the thing crackling with energy just vanishes. That's all that happens. It's just gone. She just keeps flaming at the area, and Nakora puts a hand on her shoulder, and she starts and lets go of the trigger of this cutting torch and kind of looks back over her shoulder. What the fuck was that, Nakora? I've never heard or seen of anything like that. It's like it was here and not here. Nakora squeezes a little tighter on her shoulder. I don't know, Petra. I don't know, but it's gone. At least I think it's gone. We have to be careful. There could be more of them. So both Petra and Nikora, after looking around to see if there was any sign of the creature or the tentacle that Nikora shot off, which there isn't, ascend back up to the flight deck of the second chance where they discover that chance is completely gone. They can't get a hold. There's nothing, even no sign of him on the ship anymore. They are currently out of power, drifting aimlessly alongside of this bright red and blue crisscross glowing orb of a planet. They only really have one more thing they can do. According to this beacon they found, they must get to the night side of the planet, where apparently these storms die down, somehow get the ship recharged, and get out of here. Slipping back into the cockpit chair, Cor and Petra need to find out if at their current rate and trajectory drifting through space, they're going to have enough oxygen left in their suits to make it to the dark side of the planet. I was going to make this... A fate chart roll, but instead we're going to make it a face danger roll with expertise, focus, or observation, which is wits. For us, a plus three. Does Petra's past as an ice miner help us? I don't know. Let's just call it a straight 50 50. Five. Extreme yes. So, absolutely. The chorus starts to sit down and they talk about it, and it becomes clear that Petra is way better at this than he is. So, he lets her take the lead and the two of them work through the trajectory gravity time left remaining of oxygen between them and let's see what we get with expertise focus or observation wits plus petra plus four challenge dice nine and two we roll a one that is a weak hit we do get plus one momentum and we succeed but not without a cost suffer move minus one so the two of them find out they have enough oxygen but only barely one of them has to be put into a coma so they can functionally utilize, drain as much oxygen out of one of the tanks, switch the tanks while the other one's in the coma, and hook them up the other tank because you just would use a lot less oxygen in a coma with the low respiration and everything. And they will have just enough to make it to the dark side of the planet. So I was going to just take a momentum hit, but that's kind of boring. So instead... Our suffer move is going to simply be testing our relationship. This case, Petra does not want to be put under. She simply is not into it. The two of them don't have time to argue about it. Scora's like, look, it's my ship. I know how it works. What happens if you encounter a situation? Chance isn't here to help you. And Petra is terrified and scared of being put under into a coma and just doesn't want to go through with it. So we roll plus heart. And if you share a bond, plus one. So plus... 
one and a nine on the challenge dice and re-rolled a six, so an eight. Therefore, weak hit. On a weak hit, develop your relationship, but also envision a demand or complication as a fallout of the test. So as part of develop a relationship, we already share a bond. So we'll roll plus their rank to learn the impact on your legacy. Oh, okay, I got it. So our relationship with Petra was dangerous. So it's a plus two. Fail. So we, there's no lasting benefit, which actually works pretty well with this. About what I had in mind. So as Petra and Nikora are down in the little... Well, the medical bay is just the kitchen table, but with one of the cupboards stocked full of medical supplies. It's got a syringe full of, full of fluid, and it's ready to put her into a medically induced coma. She looks at him, their burnt, scarred face. I know you already promised me that we would return Subject Alpha to my family. I never thought I wouldn't be there with you when it happened. If I don't wake up from this, Nakora, she trails off into silence for a second. I just don't want to bring this computer back to my family in order to solve the problem, but I haven't seen my family in over a decade. Things have not been good in our house. I want to get my sister out of there. Promise me that you will help me with this, in addition, bringing that AI to justice. Promise me we will get my sister. Nakora, hand on the syringe, looking at the oxygen, slowly depleting out of his suit. Yes, Petra, I promise you, I won't let you die. It's a simple medical coma. I have plenty of the antidote to bring you out of it. Trust me, I'll help you get your sister. And with those words, he plunges the syringe down. And the episode fades to black. Thank you so much for listening to One Guy, One Role, the solo role-playing podcast. It means so much to me that people are willing to take the time out of their busy schedules to give my podcast a listen, and it inspires me to keep making more content for y'all. This episode went a little bit longer than the other ones because I wanted to finish that conflict, which honestly I did not expect was going to take that long. However, I hope you all had a great time listening to it as much as I did making it. I've always enjoyed the combat system in Ironsworn because it allows you to be so creative with the occurrences that are going on with the conflict and the story and everything meshes together. As always, I'm still trying to make at least one episode a week here for one guy, one role. And work has been stabilizing a little bit, luckily which is allowing me to create a little more content for you guys to listen to. If you are interested in supporting the show, I do have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash one guy one role, where you can join the uh, couple of supporters I currently have, including uh, Journeyman Wes. Thank you so much, you guys, for your contribution. It means so much to me. Once again, I've been Hero Cities, your host, player, and GM, signing off. Have a great day and stay safe out there, y'all.